you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. hi everyone great to be back with you again this week Guys, I want to let you know that we are light on the mailbag. Maybe after listening to years of this podcast, I have solved all your problems in perpetuity. Or maybe you've just been thinking to yourself, why send in my question? Betsy's never going to get to it. Well, there has never been a better time. Send in these questions. I have availability. You'll be hearing your answer within the next month. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast to send me your questions, your pictures. Let's get into it. You want me to give you advice on your room or just tell you my thoughts? I'm happy to share. As you guys know, I'm not bashful. So come on over, send in your form. Let me see what's going on. Speaking of what's going on, I am working hard in just a couple short weeks. I am going to a writing conference where I plan on pitching my memoir to a few agents to judge the interest level in my new book. I have been working feverishly on my pitch proposal for the last 12 months getting it in tip-top shape, writing four chapters of my book, outlining the other six chapters, getting everything really polished and really clear so that I can land that book deal in a jiffy. So I am hoping on my first foray into the publishing world that I get a bite. I am hoping that I get a book deal right away. In the case that I don't, I have, of course, backup agents that I am interested in submitting to, but I'm really excited and I can't wait to share this book with all of you. So uh, just to let you know some things I have in the works, other things going on, business as usual over at Affordable Interior Design. We're transforming people's homes. We're growing the other arm of our business, which is modern interior design. Never a dull moment. You'll want to follow us on Facebook at Uploft Interior Design or Instagram at Uploft Interior Design. That's our parent company. And underneath, I'm growing these sister brands of affordable, modern, office. So Never a dull moment, lots cooking all the time, not to mention trying to balance baby who I still do not have a babysitter or nanny for 
with my other two children and taking care of the home and all the things. So most days my head is spinning, but I always love to make time to podcast, always love to check out your questions. So keep them coming. So I have plenty of content to uh, air on my podcast. All right, guys, without further ado, I have a couple of questions today coming from Heidi. Heidi is on in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Is it Baraboo or Baraboo? Unsure, but she is in Wisconsin. That I know for sure. She writes, my husband and I are living on his family's working farmstead. His parents live in the original farmhouse, and we are in a second home built in the 80s. We do not own it, but we can paint it, change fixtures, and of course, we're welcome to upgrade things if we want to. The kitchen was an 80s green, and I painted the walls a creamy off-white. I've installed a new kitchen and dining room light fixtures. The pictures I am including were snapped this afternoon, but I'd love your advice on what I should do next. The old yellow countertops are really throwing me off, but we will not be replacing them. All I really have going so far is my blue and white plate wall in the dining room and my KitchenAid mixer, which is also a cobalt blue. What would you do to dress up this kitchen? And specifically, what would you do about the countertops? Heidi, I'm so glad you asked. First of all, it's really cool to be on a working farmstead. Um, Lots going on there, I am sure. And yes, the kitchen does look a little bit like it's from the 80s. It has the inset panels with the arches on the top. It has the white appliances. It has the yellow Formica countertop. Uh, Everything is kind of a mid-tone warm wood. Uh, And I do have some thoughts on how to update it. You know, scanning through your pictures, it opens up into the dining area and you've picked out some beautiful curtains that appear to be kind of like a faux linen with a little bit of cobalt blue, but overall a white weave. Um, You've got a hutch piece that kind of mirrors that warm wood and uh, older look of the kitchen. Same with the oval dining table, but I love that you put a... um, tablecloth on top because if you didn't have something to break it up, this wood would be way too much. This warm mid-tone wood is pretty much everywhere from the trim to the floors to the cabinets to the hutch to the dining table to the dining chairs. All right, so let's get into it because I have a couple quick fixes. Now, you asked me specifically about the kitchen, so I'll focus most of my time there, but I might also peek a little bit into the um, dining room. So one thing that's really throwing me off in the kitchen is that there is no backsplash. And I think the backsplash would be the perfect place to introduce a little bit of color. Now, the countertops are like this buttery, buttery, excuse me, yellow formica. So I do not think that bringing in a strictly cobalt blue backsplash would be the way to go. I think it might just be too much. Is there a world in which we find tiles that have the butter yellow and the cobalt blue? It is a fairly common combination. The two work really well together. I think that would look really nice. I think it would really make it pop. You've already started to combine this butter yellow and the cobalt blue in a runner rug that's right under the sink portion of the kitchen. 
this kitchen has such a big open middle space. I think instead of a runner rug, I would do an area rug. I would do something much larger to break up all this warm wood. It's just too much of the same tone. So first things first, backsplash. Second thing, larger area rug, not just that runner. Third thing, and this is easier said than done, these brass poles look very dated. In the other areas of the home that you've updated, for instance, that dining area, you've used a dark metal finish. I think that looks much more updated, much more fresh. Now, the issue you're going to have here is that the pulls on the cabinets on the top have this very specific back plate. So it's not just two holes in the cabinet. It's also this full back plate that I'm sure if you take it off will have left some kind of mark, abrasion on the cabinets, or will be a different color just due to the sun's discoloration. You are not going to be able to find easily a back plate that same size or shape or bigger to cover that scarring that's there. Now, one thing you could consider to change the color of these poles is that good old substance I've talked about before, rub and buff. You can get it at Joann Fabrics. You can get it at Michael's. You can, of course, get it online. And you could rub and buff these poles so that they're that darker metal finish, which I think will help to break up all this warm wood with warm metals. I think it'll really help there and give this an updated look. Now you're saying, Betsy, I can easily do that with the poles, but what about with the hinges? Yes, you're going to have to do the hinges since they are exposed and they're that same brass color. I would also be doing the hinges with the rub and buff. It's really easy to use um, and I think you'll have good success. You will want to remove these things so you can apply the rub and buff without getting it on the cabinets. Um, and so it is a little bit of a project, but like I said, start with the backsplash, start with the area rug and see if you still feel the need, see if you still needs further updating. And then the poles are the next thing in my opinion. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Now let's see what else here. 
I would think about doing a rug under this dining area because, again, we're wanting to break up all the wood. The chairs are really tipping me over with the hutch and the table all being the same wood tone and the chairs. An area rug under this table would just be a breath of fresh air. And again, you could combine the butter yellow with the blue in a way that's complementary to the rug that will soon be in the kitchen. The other thing I would consider is changing out these wooden dining chairs. Having dining chairs that are a pop of color or that are upholstered will really make this look more contemporary because the chairs, the hutch, the kitchen cabinets, the table, they all look like they came straight from the 80s. And we need to make something feel a little bit more contemporary in here. I think the chairs are a very cost-effective way to do that because I'm not suggesting you change out the table due to the fact that it's a really good size for this space. If you did want to change out the table, I love the idea of doing a different material, maybe something like marble or even glass so that it doesn't feel so heavy in here. And then another thing you might want to consider down the line is a nice way to update this might be to paint the trim. Now, of course, that's something that you're going to have to do throughout. That might open a can of worms that you're just not ready for. But I think this wood trim with the wood floors reinforces that 80s-tastic look. And I would rather see something fresher, lighter, brighter. But I think with just the fixes that we've talked about today, you're going to see a noticeable improvement. Speaking of noticeable improvements, you didn't ask me, but of course I'm going to tell you, I don't love the plates on the wall. I think they're a very nice touch and I love the sculptural quality of them, but they're floating rather high off to the right side of that wall behind the dining table. And then you've got the hutch on the left side of the dining table. So what I would tend to do is put the hutch centered on that wall behind the dining table and do a small collection of plates on either side of the hutch. I think that will really break up the wood tone. I think it will make things look more intentional. You don't have enough plates to fill the space that you've allotted now, but if you create two smaller visual zones once you put that hutch in the middle, I think these are going to look well curated and I think you'll have just the right amount. And make sure that you lower the plates when you do move them because right now they're kind of floating up in midair. And you want the center of this plate moment to be at about 60 inches from the floor to the center of the moment, the center of that configuration. So you'll find that that's going to need to be lowered quite a bit in order to achieve that. And then on either side, you know when I want to make something that's asymmetrical or look more organic, I'm going to use an odd number of plates rather than an even number. So when you're thinking about the groupings on each side, I love asymmetry and I love using odd numbers on each side. There we go, Heidi. That's a lot of quick fixes for this open concept kitchen dining layout. Let me know how it goes. Be sure to send me some updates. My next question also comes from Heidi. She is working hard on this space. She writes me, Betsy, I want to give our bedroom a refresh with paint and new window coverings. My husband wants the current blackout roller shades to stay. So I was thinking of hanging Roman shades over them so that the roller shades would be hidden underneath during the day. I like the look of an inside mount Roman shade the best, but our windows are somewhat squatty. So if I hung them somewhat above the window on an outside mount, the windows would appear taller. 
My favorite kind of covering is floor-length drapes, but registers are beneath all of our windows. The drapes could never be closed. Also, drapes wouldn't cover the blackout roller shades. What would you do? Have you ever seen a sophisticated short drape? I have not. All right. Well, first, let's look at your windows. Yes, they are very squatty. They're much smaller than normal windows and higher. So I would say that they're, you know, three feet high and almost three feet wide. They're kind of like little squares, but they are set up really high from the floor, from the floor to the windowsill. I think it's about three and a half to four feet. So it just makes them fairly awkward and strange just as they are. Would I do cropped curtains? Absolutely not. I think that that will look weird. Um, And you've sent me pictures that show the vent beneath the window, but I have an idea. I have a solution that I think will work beautifully. I agree with you that you should do floor-to-ceiling drapes. I think that the um, Roman will be a problem in the fact that it will block more light. It will emphasize the fact that you've got this really high window I just think it's the wrong way to go. I would do floor-to-ceiling drapes. I would do them so that they're a little bit closer to the window box in terms of height, just so these windows don't look even squattier. By putting them so high up right now, the rod is about six inches up above the window. And I think the problem that creates is just making it look like there needs to be more window with these squat little windows. I'm okay with doing that if you have a well-proportioned long window, but in this case, you don't. So I would move that rod down significantly. I would make the drapes touch the floor, but what I think you can do is move this rod, the bracket, outside the window, right? So that the drapes fall more outside the window. They just need to cover that piece of window frame on either side. They do not need to cover more than that. And then I think you'll find that it doesn't really cover the vent that I can actually see. Now, it may necessitate you moving the furniture a little bit because you wouldn't want the drapes to fall behind, say, the dressers or the chests. So you may find that you need to zhuzh things a bit, but I think it will be well worth it because right now the window treatments are pretty sad. I would make sure to do a drape on either side. Now, if you find, Betsy, that you just don't want to do that, you're saying, Betsy, this is just not going to work out for us. You could, because this is more of a cottage type architecture and location, you could swag, right? And the swag would be a type of drape that would cover this roller blind. So basically what you would do is you'd still have the rod, you'd still have it lower, as I said, you'd still have it somewhat outside the window, just not as much. And You'd kind of anchor it to the rod in one of the corners so that it doesn't move. And you'd do a tie back on the other side of the window, kind of at the base of the windowsill. Uh, And then it could kind of beautifully swag back. I would make them translucent so you get daylight through them. You'd get a nice dose of texture. It could still touch the floor. It would then hide the roller shade and it would not obstruct the vent. And, you know, you mentioned that you can never close these drapes. Perfect. I don't tend to close drapes. Drapes are just there to add a splash of color, texture pattern, to elongate the space visually. And you would actually manipulate every day up and down, up and down the blind. So you'll have no problems there, Heidi. 
Look at how easy that was. Now you've got a fully transformed home on your farmstead for very little money. I am excited to see what happens. Now watch out in here, Heidi, because I'm seeing the same problem that I was seeing in the kitchen dining room, that we have got woodomania. You've got a wooden bench. You've got two wooden dressers. You've got wooden moldings. I think it's turning into woodapalooza in here, and I'm quite concerned that you need to break up this texture, this warm mid-tone wood with some other things. I would not use the mirror that the dresser came with. I would break up this room with a different mirror that's maybe um, a bone inlay or mosaic mirror, just in, infusing this space with a new texture. Because right now we've got dark metal, we've got mid-tone wood, but we need to think about bringing in glass, bringing in stone, bringing in bone potentially. What other materials could we bring in? Ceramic. So when you're designing your space, guys, you want to be thinking about what materials have I used? What materials have I overused? And what materials should I introduce to make the space feel more fresh and more visually complex? Do you have questions? Do you wonder what material you might be overusing in your home? Send me your pictures. I'd love to check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Submit your question and I'll have an answer for you on an upcoming episode. Until then, bye everybody. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.